Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Street racing may have played a role in a crash that left two people dead in Grand Prairie. Three men have been arrested in Dallas in connection with a girl's death in a recent street racing crash. The spectators give street racing a voice, and it makes it a sport. So if you take the spectators out of it, it is no longer a sport. There's not many other big crimes that we allow people to just sit back and watch and not hold them accountable for. With more deaths being attributed to street racing, including that of an eight-year-old girl, one North Texas city is urging lawmakers for stronger laws wanting to crack down on this growing problem. Thank you for joining us. I'm John Little, along with Austin York. Welcome to another edition of KRLD In-Depth. So the problem of racing and stunt-like driving through Dallas streets has become such a problem and an increasingly fatal problem, and it appears the city is on the verge of taking action. KRLD's Austin York joins us now. He's been following the problem and has the very latest. Austin. Well, John, this really comes down to three specific incidents that have caught the attention of both law enforcement and some on the city council. The first was the death of a 20-year-old man who was killed after he fell off a truck that was spinning donuts in a parking lot and then run over. Last May, Olivia Mendez, an 8-year-old girl in Pleasant Grove, was killed when a racer struck the car she was in. Three men were eventually charged in connection to the fatal crash. And then on Christmas Eve, an off-duty Dallas police officer, Joseph George, died after he lost control of his 2015 Ford Mustang while racing another car. When we arrived, uh, officers found that one of our members uh, had had a collision. His vehicle had struck a tree in front of one of the residents' homes. Uh, according to witnesses and some video that has been captured, uh, it appears that speed played a significant role in the accident. It's just horrible. It's, it's tragic. It, it seems rather senseless uh, as well. So how prevalent is this problem? Police told the council that uh, they say calls for speeding and racing have increased in the last several years. There were 4,867 calls in 2019 related to racing. That's up from just a little over 3,200 in 2016. Yeah, it's certainly a big increase. So how are they handling it? Well, that's the thing. They say that tickets are making a slight dent, but not enough of one. This is Dallas Police Assistant Chief Lonzo Anderson, who says the problem is only growing. We start to see a big increase, especially when it comes to the social media takeover events in April of 2019. I believe in April 2019, we had one major event. By the end of that month, we had a second and third major event. And some of the demographics that we're actually seeing in the city of Dallas, uh, we're looking at the ages of 15 to 27. Mm. Uh, most of the events are centered around between 100 to 200 spectators anytime that they gather. And so that's a significant challenge for DPD. Now he proposed an ordinance to the Public Safety Committee that would allow officers to ticket passengers in racing cars and people watching the illegal events as well as seize cars involved in such activities. The ordinance would make it an offense to be present at a street race for the purpose of viewing or recording the event. Mm -hmm. More important, 
the second bullet point is very critical in this conversation. It applies to both public property and private property. And the reason why the private property is very important, uh, the street race love to uh, assemble on industrial parking lots. Uh, they're on the southwest side of the city, also the northwest side of the city. And so this will be a very uh, advantageous um, spectacle in this, in this conversation to help protect those property owners where they're causing a lot of damage to their property. Uh, it includes passengers in racing vehicles, possibly allow the pursuit of nuisance abatement against properties that condone street racing events, and allow for impounding and or forfeiting vehicles used for street racing through a vehicle forfeiture purpose. Yeah, that's a really interesting solution to the problem. Yes, and it's one that some business owners have been longing for. I spoke with Pastor Karen Belknap of the Inspired Vision Church, and she runs a nonprofit grocery store that gives food to the homeless, and she describes the problem that she sees. On Sunday nights, um, we have from 100 to 200 cars come to our parking lot, and they form a circle, and then... The people, the cars inside, they start to spin. Um, <clears throat> it's not just the racing. Of course, that's very dangerous because people are standing all around it. Little children, and every, they bring their families, stand around, and those cars spin and spin out of control at times. Um, and that's very, very dangerous because there's hundreds of people out in the parking lot. They come uninvited. Um, they all... You know, they park and they spin and race the cars. Um, when the police comes, then 100, 200 cars going 40, 50, 60 miles an hour exit the parking lot over the curbs. So whoever's in the street is in danger because they could kill anybody. Um, there's also gunshots. They shoot in the air. So the gun, those, we find empty shells and also. It could come down and hit anybody. Um, we're here to help people and to serve people, and um, but there's no. They come on Sunday nights, and there's really nothing you can do because you call the police. The police come, and but what is one police car when you've got 200 racing cars? That has got to be so frustrating for her and the police as well. Yes, it is because she says currently police tell her. They don't really have any options. I have video of them spinning, and there's people standing in the middle of where the car's spinning. And that, I mean, they have no control over where that car goes when they get it spinning so fast. And there's people standing all the way around them, sometimes even in the middle. Um, and it could kill anybody. So you're worried about someone? I don't want someone killed on my property. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we're here to help people not to see them killed on our property, and there's very little we can do. Um, the police said the only thing you can do is is put up uh, curb stops. Yeah. And, however, one of the parking lots on Buckner has curb put curb stops up, and it didn't stop them. So I don't know what, you know, but we're a charity. Uh, we operate on donations. And we bring trucks in of groceries to feed people. That means twenty or $30,000 worth of trucks I would bring in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to, instead of feeding the people, put curb stops, put up. Curb stops up. So um, 
and I'll have to raise that those funds because we raise the money to bring trucks of food in to feed the people in need. Really, there's nothing they can do. They they, you know, if they find drugs, which there's drugs and alcohol and all kinds, it's a big party. You know, if they stop a car and there's drugs in it, they'll arrest them. Or if they're, you know, if they catch them speeding down the road, but we're private property. It doesn't really make a difference. It's, you know, they come and the, when the police, when the police, when they know the police are coming, there's a certain sound, horn sound that they make and everybody exits and they go down the street to Dallas Can or to Buckner, to other parking lots and do the same thing there until the police comes and then they come back to my parking lot again. So sometimes they're here three times on a Sunday night. Okay, so so back to this proposal. What are the council members saying here? Well, most seem like they're all for it, like Councilman Casey Thomas. I got a lot of seniors who live in my district, and they're calling me because they can't sleep because these cars, these souped-up cars with these mufflers, you know, are just disturbing the peace. And so there's, hey, we feel helpless. What can be done? So if it's, you know, them having an audience and that's something, been, been, that's something that's encouraging them and we can do something here about it, let's do it. We want to cut through every form of red tape that could possibly exist that will prevent us from getting this committee under the chair's leadership within a timely manner a proposed ordinance. I'm 150% behind this. And he's not the only one. Councilman Adam Basildua wants the ordinance expanded. I completely agree. Uh, the spectator's accountability is something that's huge. Um, and I can't wait to support an ordinance that will um, get aggressive with that. Um, there's not many other big crimes that we allow people to just sit back and watch and not hold them accountable for. So uh, it's, a, it's a good stance for the city of Dallas to take. Um, But at the same time, we need to hold business owners accountable. We see business owners all through my district specifically. um, You know, I I, I definitely have that in my mind for anything else that comes through my desk. But going forward, we need some accountability um, on these business owners. So is there any pushback to this? Well, as in everything, there are some worries about this type of approach. Councilman Adam McGue brings up this point about enforcement. I am concerned as we look at enforcement against just people watching. Um, I, I don't know if this is a confession or not, but there's occasionally a time when my young boys in the back will say, hey, are we going to beat mom home from the restaurant? And I don't want to be in a criminal situation. I don't violate the law doing that, but according to what we've got so far, we've got to be real careful of unintended consequences of who's going to be impacted, whether it's as it relates to the business owners and such. It's, a, it's really an interesting process, but we can draft all the ordinances in the world, but if we don't have the enforcement to, do, to deal with this, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of people. When one of the races I have my own video was as soon as we did, as soon as DPD did show up, everybody's scatters and two car accidents happened right next to us one car hit the same car twice and it's really chaotic at those situations so um i'm supportive of some degree of an ordinance but i want to make sure that we're limiting it to actually having an impact and not just saying we we did something and and had and and did that and as always i hate to bring it up there has to be a legal side to this as well right 
Yes, and, and kind of piggybacking on what Councilman Magoo said is Houston attorney Randall Callanan, who has actually dealt with these kinds of ordinances before, and he says this idea really doesn't hold water. Simply to uh, view something that is illegal without participating, uh, I don't know of any other um, uh, case where, uh, except for maybe uh, things involving sex with minors or something, that kind of observation why there it is not illegal. So the concept would be one of, it would have troubles in application. And on top of that comes the prosecution of such arrests. If you get arrested for this crime, you'll have to look to see what it is that the wording of the statute is to make sure that it's not too vague, uh, such as street racing and does a person actually have to see somebody racing in a car, two cars racing and then, of course, they could say they didn't, they didn't see it, or uh, there's, so there's many uh, various defenses to it. But it, I have never heard, this, this kind of situation is so unique, it's really hard to define, because I've never really heard of such a, trying to make such a crime as the people who are, I guess, for better lack of words, near street racing. So there just doesn't seem to be a clear-cut answer to this street racing issue. No, not really. And, and we go back to Pastor Belknap for a moment. She says she supports anything that stops this kind of racing because she's worried about another death. Someone was killed at another one of these places. And, and it's probably the exact same group of kids because, or not kids, there's adults. These are adults doing it. Um, but there's gangs involved. There's drugs involved. We clean up vodka bottles, beer bottles. Uh, it's a big party every time. I don't like big parties on my parking lot. <laughs> but more than that, the danger of what's going on out there with the gunshots and the speeding cars. And uh, if anybody needed help and came, they would they couldn't get through. It would be so bad. Well, it's a lot to think about, Austin. Thank you so much for that report. We appreciate it. And we invite you to subscribe to our podcast, KRLD in depth. You can get it online, krld.com, anywhere you get your podcasts as well. For Austin York, I'm John Little for News Radio 1080 KRLD. Thanks for listening to us today. And you can also listen to us on the radio as well for breaking news, traffic, and weather. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 